This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? If you watched Omar's first video of the day, that's that was a lot of fun. But at the end of that, he asked an important question. And Omar, do you just want to phrase that that question so we can start this one off? Uh... Yeah, totally. Um, at what point do you stop purchasing new investments yeah. and take care of your existing portfolio or your mini little empire? Yeah. So for me, that, that, that has many layers, and we're going to break this down. Uh, so first off, it, it, first part of that question is, where are you in your growth phase, right? I see real estate really in two phases. I had my acquisition phase, where I was either acquiring or 1031 exchanges because I always needed more, right? I wasn't done. Right. Then around year 15 or so, as, as you know, I, I kind of saw retirement in the very near future. So at that point, we did hit the pause button for about six months and we kind of figured out what we had. All right, all we've done is kept buying, right? We never really went back and evaluated anything. We, we never, <laughs> I love it. That's just the kept best. on buying, right? Next, 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 feed the machine. Yeah, right? sure. So we, we, we paused for about six months and we said, what do we, what do we want? What do we really like? What do we don't like? Uh, how can we readjust our debt? Because again, when we were buying, we were paying 10% interest, right? Oh, because they cash flowed and we just wanted more, right? We allowed, we got 100% financing with 10, 10% interest, private money. So we just kept buying, 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 buying. Um, so that was the first, that's the first thing we did is we, we went back in and we figured out what we liked, we didn't. We sold a couple of dogs, which again, we, we okay. didn't even look at, right? We sold the, we had everything we knew what we expected because we documented everything, right? Every house had a plan and we went back and looked over three or four years, some were just dogs, we sold. Right. And we just sold, we took the, we made the capital gains. We just sold no exchange. Right. And can I, can I add to yeah, that? I please. mean, can I ask you, Yeah. Uh, when you sold you. the dogs, the dogs, meaning making a, a net income or a net profit of rent, what three to 7,000 a year. Uh, I would say the dogs had planned to make six so 500 a month. And they were probably making the tune of 2,500 or so. But really, it wasn't the money. It was they were they were disproportionately more headaches than they were worth. Got it. Okay. Higher okay. turns, right? Because we had bought them at such depressed prices, it'd be hard not to make money. But it was the headache factor. Got it. Okay. But, you know, most of my houses are eight years. These, you know, these two or three houses. I think we sold three. You know, they had turns every eighteen or twenty-four months. Got it. Okay. Something's wrong, right? The area, whatever the layout, whatever it was. So we sold a few, you know, we put some money in the bank because again, we were looking at retirement. We wanted to increase the cash position. Right. Then the big thing we did is we looked at our debt and we're like, holy shit, we have millions of dollars we're paying 10% interest on. Millions, oh. millions of dollars. And I'm like, hmm, that's a problem. So now, that's let's, that's a, so now let's go figure out where we get loans. Holy shit, no bank will lend to me, right? Because I own too much real estate. I'm way past <laughs> four, way past 10. What the hell yep. do we do? So at the time, you know, portfolio lending had just started. Okay. We could take 10 and do this. Long story short, I think we found Rocket Mortgage is what we went to. 
Quicken. Yeah. Quicken, yeah. We went to Quicken and, and we paid six and a half percent interest. Um, That's not bad. No, I mean, at the time, at the time it wasn't bad. Today it's probably five and a half, but we paid six and a half and we were happy to do it. We did 65% LTV. Okay. And what we chose to do is we, we laddered up our uh, fourplexes. So basically, we like, let's say a fourplex had private money of a hundred grand. We took it to 250 with Quicken at six and a half, but we got 135 grand. Yeah. Cash. Right. And then we yeah. paid off houses because again, we experienced the crash, right? That's a scar that I will never forget. So we on purpose created a set of single family homes owned free and clear, right? I call it my oh shit pile, right? Just in okay. case the world ends, I want to have this pile that theory nobody can touch in theory, right? That's the idea. So that's another thing we did on purpose is we raised LTV on fourplexes and we paid off some houses. Um, but then we kept buying all along. We just tightened our criteria a little bit, right? We never stopped. Okay. We've added units every year. Um, the, the criteria got picky, right? Where when I was working, we do good deals. Now we only do great deals to, to steal what's in my course. Oh, that's smart. Right. So the, just the simple, the, just the simple uptick of only doing great deals or only adding great deals to my portfolio just meant the volume goes down. I will always do a great deal. Always. Right. Now, will you do good deals on occasion? On occasion. If there was a, a special circumstance, like it's next door to a house I already own and I want to control it for some reason, you know, there, there okay. will be reasons I do good deals, but you can count on great deals. That is for the keep though. Yes. That is for the Okay. Well, only the keep. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, let me ask you about flip. Yeah. Because right now, you know, the demand is there. I'm flipping right now. No question. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I'm, and, I'm, and I am flipping. Um, I'm, I'm doing FHA flips left, right, and center. Good deals. Not great ones, but good just deals. good ones that turn. Yeah. Yeah. Deals, deals I can get in and out of no permitting. Right. So carpet paint, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Cabinet yeah. stuff. I'm not going to add square footage. There is a time where, you know, adding a master suite makes sense. It's not that right. market. I wouldn't do that today. Oh. Hell no, right? No way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still doing flips. We are we are likely closing on two properties this week from wholesalers okay. that will be flips. Um, one's a probate deal that we've had in you know our eye on for almost a year, uh, and the other one's an eviction that we had our eye on for six months because I wasn't going to close it with a tenant. Um, but I did pay the eviction fee, so I you know I spent a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks. So who cares? But yeah, so right. we're we're closing on two deals. Both will be both will be flips, um, because wow. they're just nice nice deals, easy and deals, easy deals, and um, they're so they're like in really nice areas that, you know, like one of them I'm buying for one forty. That's probably a two ninety nine house. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, two eighty nine, two ninety nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, and you'll and you'll have multiple offers, Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're putting in some extra touches just to get the you know get the sex and the sizzle going, right? Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Real but good. yeah, I, I will. Um, I suspect this year is going to be a lot volume wise. I will probably do more flips than holds. Okay. Just because of the nuttiness, kind of back to your episode one. I want to feed because this this eighteen months, and if you haven't seen his first episode, go back and watch the first episode with Omar. Is going to be 
almost like 2005 and six in my market. I, I have a feeling just insane. And again, go back and look at Fresno. Fresno was the number one Metro in the country two years in a row with 30% appreciation two years in a row. And you're right in the middle of it. I'll take it. I, I, you know, I'm telling you, Michael, like it's scary to, to now be in this position or in our positions. Mm -hmm. And then we see 0506 happening right now in the next 18 months, Mm -hmm. I'm getting stupid offers with no appraisal contingencies. And I pegged, we're professionals. I pegged a couple of my flips that we just got an offer today for 340. I pegged it at 299. Holy shit. And I, wow. and I bought the house at 205. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, is this really happening right now? So let's answer the real question. This is the real question you're asking that I know you're asking that others may not have picked up on. Michael, when do I sell my holds? That's what you're asking. That's what you're asking. So my answer was written in my book. I watched the affordability index. So I don't know what it is in the Inland Empire, but I can talk about Fresno with some certainty. So right, so in California, published by the California Association of Realtors, you know this, I'm saying this for the people watching. They've published the affordability index going back decades. In my market of Fresno, when the affordability index goes down, because in California, it's it's down, right? It's um, one to 99, or maybe it's one to 100. Uh, when it goes down to 20, so one in five people can afford the average home, the average payment with the average income, I will sell everything. Today, Fresno is about a 48 or a 47. So I have a lot of room to run, but I will be, wa- I will be watching it. I will be watching it. It could run for 18 months. So why sell early? It, it, there, and, and you know what? Because you got tenants in them. Yeah, they cash flow. I mean, if it reversed tomorrow, no harm, no foul. I, I wanted to keep them forever anyway. But interest rates stay low. You know, at some it, it, as I've said many times, if somebody wants to offer me a stupid price and that means affordability is below 20, I'll sell. I've already proven it works. I wrote about it in the book. If you haven't read the book, read the book. I went from eight houses to 80 units because people wanted to overpay. And just... To go look up the house, 1818 Norris Drive East. I um, I sold it for 265 and 15 years later, it's still not worth 265 because the affordability index told me, sell. See, this is a trip. You, and I'm looking at ours right now, we're exactly like you. Quarter three of last year, we're at a 42%. Yeah, so you still got a lot of room to go. So again, just so, so that, that number is affected by three indicators. You have to watch three things. One is obviously price, which everybody knows. Yep. That, so that just means prices can go up and the affordability will go down. Interest rates. That's, that's the big bugaboo, right? The reason we're not overvalued today is because interest rates are a half what they were 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the other one is average income. If we get be the key though. Exactly. If incomes go up over the next year or two because of inflation and all these other things, it just means the affordability has a lot more room to run. And because of that, this 18 months might be two years. Or two or 30 months, yeah. Of just straight increasing 
that we have a 0506 for three years in a row. Exactly. So that's why that's why I would tell you for your holds that are already cash flowing, don't be in a rush to sell. You're 42. You're at a 42. There's nothing wrong with a 42. Not at all. I mean, if you think about like LA County, they're yeah. at a 28. That's a problem, right? See, that, that was quarter three of 2020. Yeah. Another so, thing I would tell you to do is go look at your market, right? If you still have it there, right? Go, go look at your market in 08, what, what it was, like some quarter in 2008. I'm going to guess it was in the twenties. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now and yeah, 29. There you go. So maybe in your market, you know, 25 is the issue, right? Fresno, it's 20, you know, 22, 20, 22, something like that. And, and the, the crazy part, obviously we're the biggest County, San Bernardino County, mm -hmm. but specifically in our little region, no, our, our, we're at a 51. Oh, dude, you got room to run. It's insane. So now looking at the numbers, because numbers don't lie, obviously mm -hmm. markets are different depending on where you're at, mm -hmm. but this is huge. So I'm not selling, and, and this is one more thing I'm going to add. Mm -hmm. If you sell your houses today, right now, sure, they're long-term capital gains, but um, guess what? We have to pay more in taxes now. Yeah. So you it, it behooves you to keep them and yeah. uh, you know, write them off. Yeah. You appreciate yeah. them. Yeah. That affordability index. I, I don't know why people, I don't know why people fight it. It is such the canary in the coal mine for me. Again, these are for my long-term holds, right? Yeah. My intention when I buy them is to own them forever. I look at the affordability index. If it ever gets close to 20, I'm like, Oh, overpriced again. Guess I got to sell. And you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at yours. Three, three twenty-two. Your median yep. home price, forty-eight yeah. percent was last year. Yeah, forty. I got. I mean, I did the math, right? Because these are formulas you can do the math on. They're kind of fuzzy. Basically, I can add a hundred and twenty thousand dollars, assuming interest rate and income stay the same, before my before it gets down to you know something I'm concerned about. Take a hundred twenty k. Add a hundred twenty k to all the houses I own. Not a bad, <laughs> not a bad deal. No, we're, we're, we're keeping everything <laughs> at that price. Damn. Yeah. But so they, the real answer is yes, I will sell all my holds gladly, but only when the market's too hot and, and people are running around paying stupid prices. And today they're not a 48 or a 51. That's not, that's, that is a healthy market. You've got room and, to run. And you know, this is the crazy part. If we're at a 48 or 51, same with you. And we're getting multiple offers above list price, 20, just, 30, 000. Just wait. what do you think is going to happen? Exactly. All those, all those become comps for the next deal, right? And it just keeps moving and moving. And it's like, well, shit, if you want to sell me your house at a subpar number, cool. All right, I'll buy it, put it back on the market, make the appreciation. Exactly. Oh, this is, yeah, this is big. So, that that answered my question and for those that are watching you know still figure out like don't bite off too much mm -hmm. because i i'm an experienced investor i like to call myself one same with michael mm -hmm. but even we get put in a position where like oh shit at least i like to live on the edge all yeah. day and because scared money doesn't make any money <laughs> so uh yeah that's kind of where I'm at. And I wanted your advice on, on that, Michael. And, yeah. uh, 
appreciate I, that. I think, I think the answer is run. I mean, you do have to have govern yourself, right? You never want to have more inventory that your teams can get done. Right. You know, you, you, I, I don't think I would take a deal down unless it was just a great deal. Like, let's answer it this way. I have a couple of teams that I count on. And let's say there was a deal out there and my two teams were booked out for six months for some reason. Okay. I don't think I would do it. I don't, I don't think I would do a buy and hold on that. I don't know. Six, ah, I'd find a way to get it done. I'm just, <laughs> exactly, I, I, exactly. I, find, I find a way. Yeah. Right. Well, hire somebody else, pay a little bit more money, but get it done. Yeah. I, I'd find, I just, yeah. If it's a great deal, I'm getting the deal done today. Period. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Nice. This, this is good right here, Michael. There you go. Well, that, there you go. Does that answer your question? Yeah, you know, it, it, it does. And I think it answered everybody's question that's watching as well awesome. uh, on, you know, on wins enough. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Thank you very much. That was cool. All right. Welcome.